Hey everyone, and welcome to Already Cancelled. I'm Peter, that is Connor, and this is not a review. Uh, this is actually our, our end of season special for Star Trek, the original series, season 2. Of course, we have been reviewing those episodes every week, and we have finished. And this is something we did after season 1, we're going to do it again for season 2, and that is to rank our top 5 favourite episodes uh, as a pair. We also have our... The last time we had the bottom 3 episodes, we had a worst 3, you know, 3, 2, 1... This mm. time we have a worst five, which unfortunately is, is maybe just like a criticism of the season that there's just more bad episodes, so we felt that we had to do a five as well for that, but yeah, yeah. that's you happening. Know, uh, you know, my real concern is the reputation of season three will be that we do a worst five and, uh, no, but, you know, a, be- a worst five and then you know, like a best three, because that's all we can scrape. That would be very symmetrical, though, if it was worst it three would. and best five season one, then five of each in season two, and then flipped for season three. That'd be would, very, that'd be a very sort of transitional thing. Um, I mean, not to, we we actually we're actually recording the next two of these, uh, the next two episodes after this, um, and upon and and the first episode of season three is called Spock's Brain, and I just knew from reputation. That that was not going to be good, right? Just, to, just to, you know, uh, yeah. I, I, I've heard from multiple sources it's widely considered the worst episode of the show. Uh, you can find out what we think in that review. I shall not spoil if I agree with that statement. But I did see like a quote from Leonard Nimoy uh, about the the filming of the episode. He said that while he was on set filming, he felt embarrassed. A feeling that I felt, that if not I felt, but he felt uh, uh, frequently throughout the third season. And I'm like, oh boy. We're going to have fun with that season. Yep, but we're not here to talk about season three. We are not. We're here to talk about season two. Uh, and we'll, of course, do our, our worst five episodes first, then we'll do our top five to uh, in the second. We'll build up, build up to that. Uh, so we're going to do our, our worst five first. Uh, before we get to that, though, we actually have like a weird uh, honourable mention of sorts. Not not honourable mention for the worst list. Not honourable mention for the, the best list. Just one that we wanted to mention for being unique. And that... Star Trek episodes typically have this thing where about two minutes into it, you know if it's going to be good or bad. You can just kind of tell this is going to be a terrible one or this is going to be a great one, mm. right? Very rarely do they start one way and end the other. There was one other example this season where it started good and got bad. But there's only one episode this season. In fact, up until this point, there's only one episode in the entire show from what I can remember where I hated the first half of an episode and then loved the second half. Yeah, it's so jarring. It's so it's bizarre, but so so shout out to Wolf in the Fold for starting off like absolute garbage and then turning into a wonderfully weird and out there episode in the second half. Uh, yes, it becomes a, a fantastical cosmic murder mystery. Yes, yes, and it has some really b- bizarre ideas in the second half. It just it, it I mean, arguably it's not actually good in the second half. It's just out there enough that it starts to become entertaining. But shout out to you, it. You get really into it. But hey, so without further ado, we will discuss our worst five episodes. We'll try and make these fairly quick, uh, I think. Uh, so number five is A Private Little War, mm-hmm. uh, which is frustrating because there's ideas in this one that are actually not bad. There's some good ideas in there. They're just kind of squandered. Yeah, because you've got this like, society on this planet who, up until recently... Were, were perfectly fine with each other. There was never any violence. Uh, and then they split into two groups. And the Klingons have been secretly giving one side weapons. And because of that, uh, it's disrupted the peace. And it's basically introduced like a, a power shift. And because of that, now 
in order to maintain balance, they have to start essentially the arms race so that they can always like that, that's why you know one side won't kill the other other if both have equal yeah. means, give or take. Uh, so Kirk and you know and the crew have to reluctantly kind of provide them with the means to fight back, which is a shame because it's like oh up until now you had this ideal peace you had you know yeah, and this in theory sounds like a good episode. It does. But then you kind of murk it up with Kirk having this weird past on the on the on the planet. You have the awful witch woman. Oh god, that yeah, that character was terrible. And and on top of that, a lot of it falls into the the crew go to the primitive culture on the planet, and a lot of it's them and their weird traditions, and they're all in like mm. caveman looking outfits, and yeah, it just you know it has so much of it's a bad episode. It just has some ideas which could have been better, but as which it is stands. probably the only reason it's not any worse than than five. Yes, number four, the apple. Remember how I said there was episodes where Kirk and crew went down to a planet, and it was really primitive people who, and sometimes there's a godlike figure. Uh, in this case, the primitive people worshipped a godlike figure uh, that was behind like a, a big snake skull entrance cave thing. Yes. Uh, I don't have a lot to say about it. I can barely remember a lot of it, to be honest. It was just, it was like a stereotypical, it was the archetypical bad episode of Star that, Trek. That's it. I think the two things that we typically hate as a rule are the primitive culture ones and the godlike figure episodes. Mm-hmm. There are t- generally our least favourite. There are exceptions, of course, but generally speaking, those are the ones that you, you we start two minutes in and, and groan. Yep. This does both of them. <laughs> <laughs> this does both. Um, and that's, just, that's that simple. We shall move on. Number three, uh, Bread and Circuses. This is an episode, this was fairly late in the season. And at first it sounds okay, even though I always roll my eyes at the, uh, like, oh, another planet's developed exactly like Earth did with the same culture. Yeah. Uh, but hey, so this one's got Romans on it. And yes, much like other TV, other episodes, it's probably because they had costumes from another show lying around to save some money. Here, where hey, these. R- r- ancient Rome was pretty popular at the time. Yeah, where are these things? Uh, and the idea is this, this planet to go down to. Uh, the, Rome's still a thing, but it's actually, in terms of technology, it's actually like present day. So they have TV and things like that. But as I said in the review at the time, there were so many other wacky ideas going on throughout the episode that by the time we actually got to the reality TV where they're, they're doing like gladiator gladiator combat on a TV show, I had forgotten that there was TV in this the, society. The, the problem is, they tell us it pretty early on, that, oh, you know, it's, that's there, they set up the, the, the gladiatorial TV show, mm-hmm. but then they spend half the episode in a cave or in a cell that there is no technology. So no, it looks just, like it could be Roman times. Yeah, so you kind of just forget. Which... Makes me wonder if the rest of the sets were actually from like a Roman TV show or something, and they didn't actually bother redressing any of them to feel more high tech. It's just no, here's the the set from the show we had these costumes Probably, with, yeah. <laughs> or something like that. Or I mean, who knows? It's I mean, offensively cheap, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it's, it's cheap as shit. Uh, and there's there's far too many ideas. Some of them arguably could be good, but there's far too many. And you've got the the power struggle of like. Uh, because basically the, the 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 leaders don't want to like have it let anyone have any ideas or any other ways to do things because that that'll break up the 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 structure the balance everything they've got going with the society is you know as archaic as some of it may seem and but and ultimately it was kind of a dull episode with lots of different and things. then it gives you a real slap in the face in the end the sun oh that's right yeah 
that revolution. Uh, I don't need to say any more. Yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. That's it. You, you just felt that slap again. Yeah, that, that, yeah, yeah. The ending really bugged me. So that's bread and circuses. Proper mess of an episode with too many things uh, mm. shoved into it. Uh, number two, the gamesters of Triskelion. Uh, this came right after a very good episode, which is you know maybe even more to to the to the sting of it. But this is a a really bad episode in which Kirk Uhura and I want to say Chekhov. Yeah. What's he Chekhov? Uh, get enslaved on a planet where they're basically put into uh, gladiator combat for the amusement of these godlike figures. Yes. So we got godlike figures. There's three of them, but it's still whatever. So there's a trio of godlike figures. Same difference. And then we got slavery and uh, battles. We have some really awkward moments with that as well, where where does yes. things where I don't know how to read it, read them. It some has of a, the most awkward seduction. Oh, he has show. an awkward romance part as well. Um, and then by the end, it's like, oh, we've you know we've taught these godlike entities who are actually like computers a better way. And I mean. They were kind Society of Society can advance now, I guess. Yeah, I'm forgetting exactly what they ended up being. They were like computers, but I don't know if there used to be other beings. I think they were aliens that came from elsewhere. I think and so, yeah. I, I don't know. It, 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 was, it, was, really it was not a good episode, so it's it's slightly less memorable because of that. And honestly, the biggest problem with it, though, is that so much of the runtime is, is this fight in this very, again, very cheap one arena. This, like... And Square. they're pretty boring fights. Even by Star Trek standards, they're pretty unimaginative fights. And they go on for a long time. They do, yeah. You kind of just check it out and go, all right, okay, fight over... Do- yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go grab a drink. I'll be back in two minutes. Uh, oh, oh, look, it's still going. Yeah. Uh, so that's number two. Number one is the Omega Glory. Mm-hmm. A, a former Starship captain... Uh, is set up on this planet with a war between two two types of people. Uh, you may remember the names of the, the tribes. Yeah, the, the Yangs and the Coms. That was, that was it, yes. yes. Sounds a lot like Yanks and Communists, doesn't it? It or, does. Or maybe Commies, more specifically, to go with the sound. <laughs> and base- oh, God, this is... This, so- this is... Uh, uh, this might be the only episode that actually made me angry. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, physically yeah. angry. So again, we've got like some stuff that's developed from Earth on this planet as well for no yeah, reason. Yeah, they kind of get around it a little bit by telling us that, okay, some of it's come from this starship captain. Yeah, some of it, but that's placed some of it, yeah. Yeah, at the end, like, that's not come from him. This is no, a... no, that was already there. It's this ancient scrolls. Yes, ancient scrolls. They just happen to be very similar to a very famous uh, piece of writing from Earth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> word for word, one might say. Yeah, it is uber patriotic uh, in, in a very bizarre sense. And then on top of that, you you got this plot where, uh, like, they think they're sick because they're on this planet, so they have to stay, and that's what the other captain from the old ships try to convince them of, of staying around. Uh, but oh no, he's actually evil now. He's got all these other plans going on. He's he, he wants to stay here because he thinks they all live forever. So he wants the fountain of youth. Uh, and yeah, it's just oh, yeah. It, the last honestly, like when it came to time deciding between this and Triskelion is is what was number one. Uh, what was the worst episode of the season? Uh, I think Triskelion might be generally more awful on a more balanced 
way it's like throughout the episode. It's more consistently bad, sure. Yeah. Uh, this is just pretty, really, really mediocre with some really stupid ideas. And then the final 10 minutes is like just. <laughs> like, like I said, the Phantom has made me angry. It's the only time I've left an episode of Star Trek angry. I've been disappointed. I've been like, eh, bored. I've been just, you know, disappointed, you know, whatever, but angry. It just really, yeah, it really just forced patriotism for no reason. It just didn't make any sense. Uh, it and, was just and, really cringeworthy. We, we, we spent a lot of, you know, the, the analogies, uh, analogies are fine. That's the point of science fiction, to, you know, to take something, put it into a slightly different, you know, concept of world, aliens, you know, whatever, and make your point through that. Mm-hmm. This doesn't even i mean there's another episode that doesn't you know hide it either but this is offensively just no no this is this is our message you know this is propaganda this episode that's what it is hey yeah yeah pretty much that's propaganda there you go that's a, that's a good word for it so um i guess we'll move on then to the best five episodes so oh please remind me of better days so number five, going all the way back to the season's very first episode, A Mock Time, a Spock-focused episode, uh, where he is going through this this uh, ritual that he's supposed to go through at this point in his life, because he's a Vulcan, uh, which ends up with some trial by combat and some various other things. Uh, but where this episode shines, I think, is more how it explores the Kirk, Spock and McCoy dynamic. It's, it's them questioning the the uh, the rituals. It's, it's Kirk stepping up and getting into the combat as well. Yeah. And how they get out of that, but it's, it's, it's the testing of that relationship that I think is the most fascinating part. Because it, I think it's one of the first times in the show where it means so much more because we've spent a whole season with them at this point. So to put them in this it, situation it where it means something that they all have these bonds together. So It does, and I don't know how much they really think about the order of the episodes that they were putting out. Oh, back then, obviously. Mm. Obviously, now they do. But uh, it feels like a, a statement of, oh, this season is about their relationship between these three characters. That's what this season's going to be exploring. Hmm. And I think some of the best episodes are about their relationship. Oh, no, they are, absolutely. Um, and I think um, I think we'll see that in the next episode as well. But uh, no, hmm. I think Amok Time started off the season strong by saying, no, no, we've, we've actually spent an episode exploring one of our characters already. Yeah. This is what we're doing this season. We're going to actually de- delve into them and analyse them and break them apart and put them back together and say, hey, uh, this is who these people are. We're going to deconstruct some of them a little bit. Uh, so I, I think that's a really really smart move. Uh, number four, uh, it's also kind of Spock-focused, and it's uh, Journey to Babel, which is mm. where the episode where we, we meet Sarek, actually. We meet Spock's parents, uh, yeah. Sarek and... Uh, I can't remember his mother's name. Forgive me. But, it's not coming to me. But yeah, we meet them for the first time. We also meet various other aliens for the first time as well. The idea, you know, the, the ones who make up the Federation. Uh, so it feels like it's a big episode in terms of lore, both for Spock and his like history in Vulcan, but also just the Federation as a whole. Uh, and it essentially plays as a murder mystery, <laughs> kind of. Yeah. Uh, Which clearly we're a fan of because we, we like the we, cosmic murder mystery stuff in, in, in Wolf of the Fold. We do, we do. And I had fun with that too. So no, I, so I think there's a lot, lot of lot for that stuff, but also uh, it just has a really fun plot at the center. It does. It's got a really strong plot, but then, like I say, the the Spock stuff it gives a lot of 
really big relationship with his father, and and it forms the type of man he is. And his mother uh, as well. It, it does get to that, yeah. Because uh, I think it's McCoy who speaks to his mother and asks him, like, because oh, in fact, some of that stuff's really fun with McCoy. She, he wants all the embarrassing baby questions, yeah, essentially. Yeah, yeah. The, the glee in his face he's asking all that stuff is, is yeah, yeah. so much fun. And again, this all means more because by the time we get to this, it's been like a season and you know a half yeah. or whatever. It's and been. and this is one of those where. It, it, it kind of really hammers home the idea that he's an outcast on Vulcan because even though we in the the, you know, the Enterprise he's seen as the outcast for mm. being you know or for being different, there he was as well because he, he wasn't the same as yeah. the other kids. So again, uh, like actually, uh, possibly even more so than a mock time actually really gave us a lot more in his character. It does, uh, yeah. So no, it was really good for that. Uh, number three, really popular episode: the Trouble with Troubles. Yeah, I don't think it surprised anyone to see that on this list. Nah, it, it's super fun. It's it's very lighthearted. There's a lot of fun stuff with uh, you know, Klingons are back. It's nice to have the Klingons there with their their antagonists, but they're not necessarily like oh the Klingons are trying to shoot us. It's not one of those episodes. It's not. No, it's more political scheming. Yeah, uh, and you know there's some fun stuff. There's, there's fun side characters. You you got the obviously the guy selling the tribbles is, is a fun character. You've got the 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 councilman or whoever he is who's like called the Enterprise in, and then Kirk's pissed at him for calling him in. He's like, this is an offense. You could be you know this is, yeah, you said this is an emergency. On high, high emergency beacon. Yeah, uh, and it's it's full of fun stuff. Um, you know, and then the the whole thing is that ah, there's a Klingon disguised as a human being at the end, or yeah. or is it a Romulan? Uh, no, that was a Klingon. Uh, it was a Klingon. Yeah, it was a Klingon. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have the fantastic uh, cafeteria bar fight. Yes, yes, which Scotty is able to bite his tongue when he's insulting the captain, when he's insulting mm-hmm. him, when he's in- insulting his drink. But as soon as he insults the Enterprise, that's it. It's time. And <laughs> honestly, the 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 moment afterwards where he has the conversation with with Kirk and admits what happens, yeah. his his reaction and acting during that, one of Scotty's finest moments. Yeah, no, that's great. It's fantastic. So yeah, this is just, it's just a super fun episode. It's really tight. It's got a lot of a lot of things going on, but it all kind of fits. And we've said all this, and we've not even mentioned the tribbles themselves, which have a lot of fun little like comedy elements. I think Joey really sets it apart. I think to a lot of episodes. I think there's a lot of episodes where you feel like, well, this was a solid episode for like a forty minute show, but there's like an extra ten minutes because it's you know a TV show from the sixties. So there's like a, you know yeah. there's, there's less ads, there's more screen time. And it feels a little bit just drawn out, so there's just a little bit of a slower pace. Tribbles, I actually think, has the perfect amount of plot and stuff going on for its runtime. I agree, and I think it's got the best comedic timing that any episode has. Yeah, no, it's great. So, uh, Trouble of Tribbles, number three. Uh, number two uh, is Mirror Mirror. Uh, mm. Of course, very famous episode, very relevant as well to uh, Discovery, uh, if you were watching season one of that. Uh, the episode that introduced the idea of the the mirror universe and Spock with the the goatee, yes. um, as infamous as that is, it, it's pretty infamous, yeah. Uh, but no, obviously, it's a classic episode for reasons. Much like Tribbles, it's again it explores the characters, it explores the ideas of Starfleet, the Federation, because it contrasts with this evil universe where they're all you know fascist dictators and you know yeah. they're all out to kill each other to get ahead and all the rest of it so it kind of examines the the theology of the show in general mm, definitely it's it's a really solid fun episode and like you say you know it opens up the lore as well even though we we obviously it goes into a lot deeper later on in various other shows but even here there's quite a bit added immediately of just okay there's other universes that's pretty big yeah yeah um 
So, and on top of that, of course, you have the great character beats. You have uh, all these various things, and just just the like the characters realizing who they are and like trying to fight back. And... It's it's one of those times where our characters actually feel outright heroic. Yeah, which is yeah. not not typically. Even though we we associate them as our heroes and protagonists, they're rarely actively heroic. Whereas because the, the yeah, other versions are so downright villainous, they're very noble. But they're, yeah, they're, they're actually in situations where they're third. You know, but there's there's, there's a because there's a big scene later on where they're, they're trapped in the like the conference mm. room or whatever it is, and they all basically have to make the choice that no, we're not going to go along with this, yeah, uh, exactly. no matter what. And uh, yeah, it does feel very heroic. It feels really big. And I, I think one of the big things that we've said about these episodes, maybe not troubles, but we mentioned that how Babel and the Mock Time are both big episodes for Spock, and they really explore Spock or and his relationship with Kirk and the Mock Time, or uh, just his like own character mythology and alienation, both in Earth and Vulcan and Journey to Babel, I think this episode explores the theology or, or the and the just the general ideas of the show and Starfleet and the Federation and what these characters live by as a group as a whole. Yeah. I think it's I think it's worth mentioning that yeah, that they're all about you know, expanding or deconstructing either a character or the, the whole idea in general. Oh definitely, um, yeah. Whereas when you look at all the bad episodes, typically there's none of that. It's just oh there's a thing that's dangerous and yeah, I think the only one we can even give credit for trying something is A Private Little War. Yeah. Out of the, the ones that we mentioned. Yeah. Uh, which leads us to number one, uh, which is The Doomsday Machine, which was also relatively early. It was only a couple after Mirror Mirror. Uh, so we, we peaked relatively early, I guess. But Yeah, I think the, the look, when we look through this list, I think the back half of the season is mostly just average. There's a couple that stand out as good, a couple that stand out as really bad, but mostly I'm looking through a good chunk of them yeah. going, eh, I don't really feel too strong. Because Tribbles is about 14, 15, and then once you get past that, Triescalon's right after it, so that's terrible. And then there, up until the end, it's mostly mediocre, or not, not mediocre, but it's mostly, you know, okay, decent. In- inoffensive. Yeah, but some bad, some pretty, some decently good, some pretty bad. But a lot of just no, no, not, not much okay. great or not awful. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, but no, Doomsday Machine I think works in multiple levels. I think much like some of the other episodes I mentioned, uh, because we have spent so much time with the show by this point and we care about uh, what's going on. The so the ship finds this other ship that's been almost entirely killed. Uh, it's empty, and there's a Doomsday Machine which is just going through the galaxy destroying planets. It's just yeah. whatever it's whoever's designed this thing, it's going through the universe, just destroying everything. And this admiral, the lone survivor of this other ship, ends up on the Enterprise when Kirk and one or two others end up on the the derelict ship, and they're on their own. And the admiral takes command, and he's given the orders on the Enterprise against everyone's will, and he's putting the, the ship in danger, even though it's like futile and like. Uh, just to, they can't a, take it out. They're not doing any damage, but he's like, go for it anyway. Yeah, he's got he's got a a bloodlust, one might say. Uh, <laughs> one should never say that. And there's a, a great race against time as Kirk should, you know, try to you know, drive the other ship, you know, to get to them in time so they can stop everything going on and like take control of the ship. But the thing that really gets me though is like on top of just the exciting action of this big thing, and I like just how simple it is, it's destroying stuff. So there's a big, you know, ticking time bomb and everyone's trying to like stop it from killing everything. Like the admiral beyond the, the the ship beyond the Enterprise and giving orders, and we know it's the wrong order that Kirk wouldn't give. Mm. You feel like, how dare you? <laughs> you feel it in your blood, and you, everyone on the the bridge feels it as well. And you're along for the ride with them. You really feel the 
that this feels wrong. Something's not he, quite right here. He doesn't right embody here. the spirit of the Enterprise. Yeah. Um, which, to be fair, I believe that's a bit of a trope in Star Trek, is that admirals and like higher-ups in Starfleet tend to be dickheads whenever they show up in one of the shows. Uh, not always, but uh, this yeah. is definitely a, a case of this. Uh, it reminds me, I think it was season one we had an episode where there was like the... Uh, it was like the diplomat was on the ship. Yeah. And he kept like, oh, Kirk, stop wasting time and try to save your people. We need to get to the, yeah. the station. I, I think it's a case of typically our captains that we follow are, you know, willing to bend the rules a little bit because it makes them a bit more likable. They're, they're willing to do things their own way. Whereas these people, well, they're, they're often making calls more by the book, even though they're like, oh, they seem like the wrong call to us. They're, they're maybe the right call by regulations. Yeah, yeah. This this one is an exception where it's clearly the wrong call and it's clearly he's obsessed with what has just happened. So but it's has, slightly different. But he does have rank and he he's, does. he's so, pulling it. So yeah. Uh, and I, I think it's just a generally exciting episode because of that. Uh, yeah. And I, I think, you know, this is one where I think Mirror Mirror and Trouble of Tribbles, I saw the titles and went, oh, I know those episodes. These are classics. I've got these are going to be great. And they were great. This was one where I didn't really know the title and then I watched it and went, oh, shit, that was fantastic. No, you're right, and, and of course, you know, it, it's it brings up the idea of okay, should we be blindly following orders? Mm. It's it's very much dealing with that. I was like, okay, how far do we let someone go? Even if they even if they've got rank, they've got like you know, technically they're in the right to do this. How far do we do you let them push it before it's like no, no, no this this is wrong? Yeah. Um. So no, there you go. That is our top five episodes of Star Trek: The Original Series Season Two. Hopefully, there's five episodes in Season Three that we deem worthy of a top five. Otherwise, it'll be a top three. But mm. <laughs> but hey, uh, we'll find out in about 23 weeks. Give or take, yeah. Give or take, maybe 22. It depends how quickly we do the uh, the top five after we finish. But uh, we'll be itching to get to the movies before we do next gen. So. Uh, I, I, I need a week or two to, to, to power through the animated series. Are you serious? I'm, oh, I'm doing it. I did just say that they're going to be asking us to do the animated series now. And I don't. I, I want to get to the movies and get to the, the good stuff. I want to get next gen. Uh, as I said, I'm going to power through it. Just get get it watched. Why is it like twenty odd episodes at, at twenty so, minutes? Uh, twenty something, maybe thirty episodes. I think they're twenty minutes. Yeah. Uh, you knock yourself out. Oh. <laughs> I'll. I need to. I need. I need to see the other two years. I'm a completionist. Mm. Which is a dangerous thing with Star Trek when there's this many shows and seasons of everything. There is. There is. But hey, uh, so there we go. That is our top five. So by all means, let us know what your favourite episodes of season two are. Uh, of course, we will have the the first episode of season three up soon. If you're on Patreon, the third episode will just go up probably the same day as this, uh, up early. Uh, if, for everyone else on the YouTubes, uh, this will be up about half a week before the next episode, sort of between the last, you know, the finale of season two and then the first of the season three to spread them out a little bit. Uh, but hey so that's us so uh, let us know what your favourites are this season like subscribe all the usual stuff get us on twitters at mailed underscore fuzz for channel updates if you want to support the channel head over to patreon.com slash mailed fuzz tv there'll be a link to that in the description but otherwise that is us so thank you once again keep watching tv guys and we'll see you next time